so good to me. Monday morning, it was all I hoped it would be. Oh, Monday morning, Monday morning couldn't guarantee that Monday evening you would still be here with me. Monday, Monday. Sometimes it just turns out that way. Oh, Monday morning, you gave me no warning of what was to be. Oh, Monday, Monday, how could you leave and not take me? Every other day, every other day, every other day, every other day of the week is fine. Monday, Monday, it is. Welcome back, one and all, to another episode of The Stew Effect. I'm Stuart Myers. We are Monday, January 18th, 2021. Of course, the song that you heard to start off the show was Monday, Monday from the Mamas and the Papas. Great song to play on a Monday. A lot to get to, what you need to know in news and sports, and what's on my mind and opinion about who lives and who dies in this uh, COVID-19 crisis uh, by a uh, health lawyer. Um, and I will tell you what's also on my mind. But without further ado, here is what you need to know. Quebec has added at least 1,634 new cases of COVID-19 and 32 deaths on Monday. 
Citing delays in Sunday's reporting, the province says 200 cases, which would have been reported then, were added to Monday's total. As of Monday morning, there were 19,925 known active coronavirus cases in Quebec. Of those, 32 deaths, 9 occurred in the last 24 hours, and 23 happened between January 1st and 16th. Recoveries outnumbered new reported cases with 2,317 people reportedly virus-free on Monday. Since the beginning of the pandemic, 9,087 Quebecers have died from COVID-19. In total, 244,348 have caught the virus, of whom 215,325 have now recovered. On Sunday, 31 more people were hospitalized for a cumulative total of 1,491. Among those, the number of people in intensive care increased by two for a total of 217. And the province conducted 26,831 COVID-19 tests on January 16th. Quebec releases its figures two days after the reported date. And the vaccine rollout on January 17th, 600, sorry, 6,845 doses of vaccine were administered for a total of 153,539. During the last seven days since January 10th, 61,087 people have received a dose of the vaccine for a daily average of 8,727 people. Approximately 1.8% of people in Quebec have received the vaccine. The regional breakdown, Montreal was... Once again, the most affected region, reporting 646 new cases for a total of 87,139 in the city since March. Next, Montérégie, 270 new cases for their total of 34,781. Then Laval, 165 new cases, bringing their total to 20,541. Estrie, 95 new cases, bringing their total to 11,553. And Lanaudière, 79,000, sorry, 79 new cases bringing their total to 13,308. And a man froze to death overnight on Saturday, just steps from the downtown Montreal shelter where he'd been keeping warm. Now the shelter staff is speaking out against Quebec's current regime of public health rules that had forced them to kick the man out at night, even when there were beds available. The man was Enoch, said the director of the Native Women's Shelter of Montreal, uh, Nakuset, on Twitter. His full name has not been given, though the staff at the open door shelter where the man was a regular said his first name was Raphael. He had a meal and a shower at the Park Avenue shelter on Saturday night, said Heather Brunet of the open door, but he died later that night. Raphael, because he was under the influence, fell asleep in a porta potty just a minute away from the shelter. He froze to death in the porta potty when he could have been here, but instead, because of these public health regulations, we weren't allowed to have clients here overnight. The open door on Park Avenue is equipped its shelter with plexiglass barriers and 65 beds to allow people to sleep relatively safely amid COVID-19 outbreaks among Montreal's homeless. But Montreal Public Health nixed the idea recently as the outbreaks there and at other shelters grew. They told the open door that clients couldn't be on the premises after 9.30 p.m. Montreal has created hundreds of new shelter uh, beds in this year in response to the pandemic including two hotels converted into temporary shelters. However, some of the city's longest, long-standing smaller day shelters with clientele who have been returning for many years outfitted their spaces to accommodate people overnight and then were closed entirely and overnight, like in an op in Open Doors case when they were deemed not safe enough by COVID-19 standards. Bernier said the man's death was avoidable. Frontline workers at the shelter say they are 
trained to respond to health crises and are asking public health to let them stay open overnight. Montreal Public Health hasn't yet responded to requests for comment on whether they're considering reversing that policy or whether they've made any special efforts to safely transport day shelter clients to the night shelters at closing time. Montreal authorities announced last week that they would begin vaccinating 2,000 homeless people in the city, moving them up on the prioritization list. Those shots were scheduled to begin late last week and carry on through this week. And Quebec City's renowned uh, Winter Carnival will go on as planned, though with major changes due to the ongoing pandemic. This week, teams were hard at work preparing for the 67th edition of the event. Winter Carnival CEO Melanie Raymond said planning has been an exercise in finding new solutions. It's like finding something new, rethink our carnival, she said. Though there's still, there, though there will still be traditions such as appearances by mascot Bonhomme Carnival, there will be physical distancing and masks and respect for the Quebec-wide curfew. Though there won't be a parade or ice, pa- uh, or ice palace, many festivities will be held online with family-friendly programming available on the Carnival YouTube channel. Carnival-inspired artwork will be spread across the city, which Raymond said she hopes will encourage people to explore different neighborhoods in a safe way. Quebec City Mayor Régis Labombe said the show must go on this year to preserve the tradition for the future. Benoit Pigeon of the Quebec City Tourism Office said there's a silver lining to this year's very different edition. Right around in the city, there's about 700,000 people, and they're coming downtown. They're coming uh, to the area. We all need to take the fresh air, so there are people in town. In the meantime, as high schools schoolers across Quebec return to class today, teachers at Westbound High School in the Montreal area showed up to work Monday dressed in all black. According to a statement from a group of teachers, they'll be wearing black to, among other things, mourn the inevitable deaths that will occur due to the increased transmission caused by school reopenings. As of January 3rd, the province reported nearly 1,500 active cases across all public and private schools in Quebec, with more than 200 affected schools in Montreal alone. It's just unbelievable, said science author and Westmount High School teacher Deborah Fairchild. We should not be sending students to school. In an earlier interview with CTV News, Education Minister Jean-Francois Robert said the province decided to send children back to school based on an evaluation of risks. We did ask our experts for public health if the risk is higher at school or at home. When students are at home, they don't learn as much, of course, and we have other problems such as mental health, he said, and some kids get mistreated at home. It's a fact. Teachers at Westbound High School say, uh, teachers at Westbound High say the reason isn't good enough. While we are also extremely concerned for the well-being of our students, read the release, we fail to understand how the challenges our students face could have been given priority over the lives of Quebecers. Health wasn't taken into consideration. Elsewhere in the city, another teacher is feeling nervous about the semester to come. She says other teachers are feeling it too. We're all concerned that the teacher who preferred to stay anonymous. It makes no sense, she said. How is this helping the situation? Under those rules, more students must wear masks. Distance or online learning is available to all and teach and teachers and staff will have access to the vaccine before the general public. According to Fairchild, the government's measures don't take real-world scenarios into account. We d- into account. We don't have adequate um, protection, she said. Fairchild says students often cannot properly distance in lunchrooms or during recess. With cold weather gripping the city, she says it's not always feasible to keep windows open. 
It's a recipe for disaster, she said. It's scary. It's really scary. Meantime, Montreal's libraries will loosen some restrictions put in place as COVID-19 public health measures uh, as of Monday. Access to individual seats at information post libraries will be open, albeit must be reserved by contacting the libraries either on location or by phone the day before or the day of the visit. Due to the curfew currently in place Quebec in Quebec until February 8th, library hours are still limited. Documents and book loans will continue by reservations. However, access to collections inside the library remains prohibited until further notice. And with thousands of Canadian businesses permanently closing because of the pandemic, many people are out of work and struggling to figure out how to make a career change. In Montreal, the restaurant and hospitality industry in particular is taking a big hit. This is a disaster. There's no way to sugarcoat. Uh, there's no point in complaining because everybody is in this boat. The whole industry is suffering, said Burgundy Lion co-owner Paul uh, Deballet. The majority of our staff is on employment insurance. There are some who have come back to work to do what they have to do. Concordia University economics professor Moish Lander said those who once worked in retail may have to reimagine their futures. Food and beverage is one of the things that is probably going to cha- chance but not disappear. But retail is one of these things that is going to be it's going to accelerate out. It's not going to survive three or four years in its current form. It's going to it's going to look radically different. One area that may attract many looking for new careers is information technology, said cybersecurity expert Terry Cutler, noting that the field has seen a huge demand for the talent. We've got two million a two million shortage in the sector worldwide. He said, "What I'm seeing is the kids are coming out of university don't have the proper skills to make them employable." Quebec's the Quebec government recently announced a $19 million investment to attract Quebecers towards careers in IT. But for those invested in the current business, the uncertainty is painful. We can, how can you project what model you'll be pointing to over the next six to ten months when you have zero idea of what's opening up, what opening up looks like, said Deballet. Quebec's current lockdown restrictions will be in place until at least February 8th. And the mother of a seven-year-old girl who died in Laval earlier this month was released on bail on Monday under several conditions, including not to be in the presence of her other children. The mother, whose name is under a publication ban, was charged on Friday by Laval police with criminal negligence causing death in connection to the girl's death. She was present in Laval court Monday, along with a French diary interpreter. Diary is one of the two official languages of Afghanistan. The woman also spoke some English with a lawyer representing her. On January 3rd, emergency responders were called to a residence in Chambody by a family member. When they arrived, the girl was not breathing. They tried to revive her, but she was pronounced dead in hospital. Laval police are still awaiting the autopsy report and would not comment on the nature of the girl's injuries. In in the meantime, neighbors told, uh, told CTV News that they saw the girl covered in bruises as she was taken out of the house. The mother is also facing an assault charge against the daughter going back to June 2020. On Monday, the mother was brought into court handcuffed and accompanied by two security guards. Her bail conditions were a joint recommendation from the Crown and the defense, which meant that no evidence was presented. Her bail conditions were to pay uh, $1,000, maintain good behavior, not to be in possession of any weapons, to be present in court as required, and to leave her passport with the court office. She's also required to live at a residence on on Le Boutelier Street in Chambody and not to change her address and also not to go to a different residence on Le Boutelier. She's also banned from going to, to a place of work or study and from communicating with any of several people on, on this list until she's accompanied by her lawyer in order to prepare a case. She's also barred from communicating with or being in the presence 
of a certain person whose name isn't public. Lawyers wouldn't say who is on the various list of children, people she might not contact except to confirm that the woman's other children are among them. She agreed through a translator to accept these conditions. The next court date has been set for April 12th. A publication ban remains in effect on the mother's, mother's and the daughter's name. The Val police said today the investigation is still ongoing. They would not comment on whether other family members could face charges. And a man was arrested Sunday night for allegedly driving in the wrong direction on Highway 25, causing collisions with two other vehicles. The 26-year-old was brought to hospital where he was detained on charges of alleged reckless driving and driving under the influence. He's in stable condition. Quebec Provincial Police arrived on the scene at 8 p.m. on Sunday after the man hit a pickup truck and another large vehicle while driving south in the neighborhood northbound lane near Louis-Hippolyte-Lafontaine bridge tunnel towards Montreal. One truck uh, driver was unharmed, while the other sustained minor injuries. The tunnel was closed following the crash before being reported at around 3 a.m. Police say he may appear in court. On Monday, a young man was seriously injured in the head-on crash in the S3 town of Racine on Sunday. The Sur de Quebec said the victim was behind the wheel of a small car and lost control while driving on a downtown slope on Grand Brampton Road at around 4 p.m. The car struck an SUV driven by a man in his 50s. The driver escaped with minor injuries but was still taken to hospital, according to the SQ. The jaws of life were required to extract the driver of the first vehicle. An SQ spokesperson said police are still trying to determine the victim's age. Poor road conditions may have played a role in the crash. Montreal police say they've arrested a 23-year-old man after his mother was fatally stabbed early Sunday morning. Constable Jean-Pierre Barbin said police were called to an apartment on Guilford Street of the city's Plateau neighborhood just after 1.30 a.m. That is where they found the 49-year-old woman who was taken to hospital with life-threatening injuries but later died. The man was arrested at the scene. He was taken to hospital to undergo a psychological evaluation. Members of the Montreal Police Forensic Identification Unit were dispatched to the scene. And the search for a stolen who was missing in Rigaud, Montérégie, about 45 minutes west of Montreal, was partially suspended on Sunday. The search was focused, is focused on the Lake of Two Mountains and its surroundings. Uh, has been underway since Saturday. There's, there's an amphibious vehicle that, which have been made available to the police for the search. Ground searches were also searches were underway along the banks, and the SQ helicopter was also involved on Sunday afternoon. While surveillance is being maintained on Sunday night, the situation will be reevaluated when daylight resumes today. A search was also carried out on Saturday, but it was suspended after dark. The missing man is in, is in his 50s and left yesterday, or left Saturday night by snowmobile from the municipality of Rigaud to get to Il Bazard by traveling on the Lake of Two Mountains, said Denis. Extremely dangerous to travel by snowmobile on the lakes at this time of year. The missing 54-year-old snowmobiler was last seen around 11.30 a.m. Saturday, there's no report for, for an injured snowmobiler at a hospital during the usual SQ checks as of yesterday. And the U.S. Capitol was shut down temporarily on Monday out of an abundance of caution after a fire broke out near the complex. The Capitol said, uh, underscoring security jitters just days before U.S. President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration. There's no threat to the public, the U.S. Secret Service said in a tweet. The U.S. Capitol sent in a statement that members of the staff were advised to shelter in place while the incident was being investigated. Uh, that follows the uh, June 16th, uh, June, January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol in Washington by Trump supporters, some of whom called for the death of Vice President Mike Pence and as, as he presided over the certification of Biden's November election victory. 
All participants in the rehearsals for Biden's inauguration were evacuated into the building, and participants were being held in the Capitol Rotunda and other indoor areas. According to a Reuters witness, Biden will be sworn in. On Wednesday, the city's fire department said on Twitter that the firefighters put out an outside fire near the Capitol complex. There were no injuries. This accounts for the smoke that may have been seen. And uh, that's what you need to know in news coming up, what you need to know in sports right after this. And we are back with a look at sports. It was quite a weekend for NFL football fans for the playoffs. With just three games left on the schedule, it's time to lock in and finish the NFL season on a high note. And here is what transpired this weekend. The Kansas City Chiefs are headed back to the AFC Championship following a 22-17 win over the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Kansas City was rolling until Patrick Mahomes suffered a concussion on a hit by Mac Wilson in the third quarter. Fortunately for the Chiefs, backup Chad Henney did just enough to hang on for the win by going 6 of 8 for 66 yards and an interception with 12 rushing yards. After the game, there was plenty of conversation about whether Mahomes would be available for the AFC Championship. As far as everybody's concerned, there's no doubt that Mahomes is going to play. Apparently, it, um, apparently, we are the only people who feel... That feels that way because the Chiefs opened as a pick'em against the Buffalo Bills, only to move to minus three within a couple of hours. According to ESPN's Football Power Index, Kansas City will have a 61% chance to win if Mahomes starts. If Mahomes can't go and Henny starts, the Chiefs fall to 32% chance to win. And the Bills rewarded everybody's faith in them, both as a 2.5-point favorite against the Baltimore Ravens and as the number two team in the NFL power ranking with a 17-3 win over the Baltimore Ravens, Josh Allen went just 23 of 37 for 206 yards and a touchdown. But the Buffalo defense absolutely shut down Lamar Jackson and company, including a 101-yard interception return for a touchdown by Taron Johnson. The Bills have been the best team in the football over the past few weeks, and that trend continued in the divisional round. Now, now Buffalo is one win away from the Super Bowl as a – 300 pick to win to win it all it has certainly been a long time coming soak it in bills fans and brady delivers again or playoff brady delivers again tom, uh, tom brady led the tampa bay buccaneers to a 30 20 win over the new orleans saints on sunday night 
While Brady wasn't exactly great through the first three frames, there was a moment in the fourth quarter when everybody realized this was the classic playoff Brady performance that we had grown so accustomed to watching during his time in the New England Patriots. Brady didn't turn the ball over once. His counterpart, Drew Brees, had three interceptions. Brady threw for 109 yards and two touchdowns. Drew Brees threw just one score in a game in which neither quarterback was great through the first two and a half quarters. It was Brady who avoided the the turnovers that cost Brees and the Saints the win. Now Tampa Bay is headed to the NFC Championship game, one win away from the Super Bowl. It's quite the turnaround from a team that a lot of people dismiss, dismissed following a 7-5 and five start. Still, the Buccaneers have the longest Super Bowl odds of the remaining teams at plus 400 to win it all. And the Green Bay Packers will host Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game following a 32-18 win over the LA Rams. We spent most of last week wondering what it was that was keeping the Packers from being favored by at least a touchdown at 6.5. In the end, it turned out to be nothing. Green Bay absolutely should have been a bigger favorite. Aaron Rodgers threw for 296 yards and two touchdowns while Aaron Jones went for 113 scrimmage yards and a score in a game where the Packers never really looked vulnerable. Now, one win away from the Super Bowl, Rodgers and company have shattered the predictions that Green Bay would take a significant step backwards this season. Instead, they're better and they would have been in a long time. The Packers opened a 3.5 favorite for the NFC Championship game showdown with the Buccaneers. Only the Chiefs have shorter odds to win at all than Green Bay at plus 2.5. And like mentioned, uh, and I had mentioned to family members and friends this weekend and uh, yesterday when I noticed Patrick Mahomes was down with a concussion, if Mahomes plays, Kansas City wins, goes to the Super Bowl, if Mahomes doesn't play my pick is buffalo uh that the the, the the bills may beat the chiefs and my prediction for the super bowl it'll be a chiefs packers super bowl if mahomes plays uh, this week and um if it's gonna come down to the packers and the chiefs that's a tough pick uh that's a tough pick um as well but if it comes down to the bills and the Green Bay Packers, because I believe the Packers will beat Tom Brady and move on to the Super Bowl. It would be the Green Bay Packers that would win the Super Bowl. and uh, But it would be very, very interesting if the Super Bowl comes down to the Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now in hockey news, the Montreal Canadiens uh, will uh, play... Um, the Detroit Red Wings, sorry, will play the Edmonton Oilers tonight in Edmonton. Game goes down at 9 p.m. You can watch it on the TSN Regional on TSN 2 in English uh, and in French on RDS. So we're happy to see Pierre will be back behind the mic after the opening game versus the Toronto Maple Leafs that the Montreal Canadiens lost 5-4 in overtime. Any worries about how the new players would help the, de- the offense seem to be answered instead? The only concern was how quickly the defense could tighten up after some difficult shifts. The Edmonton Oilers would be another good test for the defense, but it was hard to get a proper read on how well Carey Price was playing in the net. Despite facing 33 scoring chances on the night, the team averaged 25 against uh, per game a year ago. Price only allowed one puck to get past him. It was a performance reminiscent of some of his best uh, international play, racing into good position to give opponents little net, little net to shoot at. It's also true that the defense didn't need to be airtight 
because the offense was clicking right from the start, and the game was effectively over midway through the second period. It takes it may take a bit of getting used to having the Habs capitalize on so many of their chances. For the past few years, they'd often been all over opponents but lacked the load. These four and five goal outings would, could become commonplace, especially versus a group of clubs not exactly known for their lockdown abilities. On Saturday, two goals from new breakaway specialist uh, Thomas Tatar, another two from very early Norris uh, candidate Jeff Petrie, and a pleasant, surprising shorthanded goal from Jake Evans proved more than enough offense in a 5-1 win. This after a power play goal from Nick Suzuki and the first two-goal game of the year from Josh Anderson in the opening contest. The only members of the forward core who haven't gotten involved in the scoring are those on the third line, consider, consisting of Joel Armia, Jasperi Kotaniemi, and Tato Toffoli, and they were on the top of the list for expected goals for, for on Saturday, hinted that their breakout is almost also imminent. The Oilers are obviously no slouchers when it comes to offense. Connor McDavid does have a hat-trick already this season, and the only goal, the only good enough to tie him for the team lead in points with Leon Dreisaitl. The dynamic duo was limited to just one secondary assist in the first game, but that shouldn't be expected in the second. The biggest question for tonight's game is which of Montreal's goalies those offense stars will be trying to score against. Jake Allen's acquisition was made to ensure Price wouldn't get overworked this season, and the starter did expand a lot of energy on Saturday. There's also a back-to-back on the schedule for Wednesday and Thursday this week, and Allen will undoubtedly get one of the games. As it is, perhaps that will be seen as enough rest for Carey Price in the early going, or will the brass fully commit to more of a tandem and give Price just four of the first uh, six games rather than five. Claude Julien is divulging his plan for the net miners just yet. Dave Tippett doesn't have the luxury of the choice. For whatever reason, the others decided to start the new season with the same tandem that allowed 16 goals through the four games of the qualification round, a series that prevented the second seed in the Pacific Division from even making the playoffs despite 15 goals of its own. Now the team is without Mike Smith and has... It's third straight third string goalie Anton Forsberg bouncing around the continent on a string of waivers moves. It's entirely possible that we will learn at noon today that the club hasn't made a claim of its own to add Aaron Dell off the waiver wire for the Maple Leafs, but the move is not going to help them for a few days, and definitely not tonight. It'll be probably up to Miko Kozdenin to try and find some of the laser focus price displayed at the opposite end of the ice last game as it's been the case since McDavid joined the franchise, Edmonton as only, Edmonton's only hope will be to finish on the top when the offense barrage is calling the call to a halt. And of course, uh, Connor McDavid was stopped. His breakaway was stopped by Carey Price. That's what we need to know in sports coming up. What's on my mind, we will take a look at a lawyer who specializes in health, uh, in the, um, in the, in the law, the laws of, uh, in the law of uh, the, the law and ethics of healthcare, and um, we'll talk about what's on my mind coming up on the Stu Effect right here on Spotify and Anchor FM. Back on the other side. Hello, out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. 
The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Second period. Where players dash with skates of flash, the home team trails behind. But they grab the puck and go bursting up, and they're down across the line. They storm the crease like bumblebees. They travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside. It's a one-one hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name, and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Third period, last game in the playoffs too. Oh, take me where the hockey players face off down the rink, and the Stanley Cup is all filled up for the champs who win the drink. Now the final flick of a hockey stick and a one gigantic scream. The puck is in, the home team wins the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name, and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name, and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good.